Now let's say we have a blogging application which has many articles and each article has many comments. Like you can see here on this article page, we have several comments and imagine this is a popular blog where the comments come in frequently. Now by the time someone is done reading the article and all the comments and they decide to comment themselves, by the time they're done writing, there's probably been additional comments which have been added into this article which the user has not read yet. And they might post something which someone else already has. So it would be nice if the comments would reload automatically uh, in the background while the user is browsing this page. And that's what I want to try to do in this episode. Now I know I'll need to use some JavaScript to handle the auto-reloading of the comments in the background, and I prefer using jQuery, so I'm constantly having to add jQuery and set it up in new Rails applications. Well, if you're using Rails 3 like I am here, which by the way, Rails 3 was just released, the final release, so check that out. Um, if you're using Rails 3, you might want to check out the jQuery Rails gem, which really helps in setting up jQuery in a fresh application. So to get this set up, just go to the gem file of your Rails 3 application and just add the jQuery Rails gem inside of there. And then run bundle install to get it set up. After that's done, you can then run the generator it provides called jQuery install. And you can add a double dash UI option if you want to install jQuery UI also. And as you can see here, this generator is removing prototype and installing jQuery and it's saying there's a conflict on rails.js because that's the prototype version. We want to say yes, replace it, because that'll use the jQuery one. And the neat thing about this gem is that it automatically overrides the defaults JavaScript includes. So here inside of our layout file, we really don't have to change anything because now it will just include jQuery instead of prototype when we do JavaScript include tag defaults. All right, now that we've got jQuery installed, we can focus on adding our auto-reload functionality to our comments. Now there's a couple ways we can do this. One way is to use polling, where we send a separate J JavaScript request every few seconds to see if any new comments have arrived. Another solution is to keep a socket connection open and sort of push the comments to the user as they become available. Uh, that's also known as comment. Uh, unfortunately, that does have a number of technical difficulties surrounding it, and uh, it's not really necessary here because these comments probably won't update very frequently, and it's not necessary to provide super instant feedback. So here I think a polling solution will work just fine. Now let's get into writing some JavaScript. Here I am inside the application.js file, which gets included automatically on every page. And since we're inside of jQuery here, let's make sure our DOM is loaded by using that dollar sign function. Now inside of here, I want to pull for new comments, but I don't want to do this on every single page. So first, let's make sure that we are on a page which has comments, and I can do so with the dollar sign function. I happen to have a div with the ID of comments, and that way, if the length um, is greater than zero, then we know we have a comments div on our page, and then we can start the polling because this application file gets included on every single page in our site. And now let's do the actual polling. I'm going to use the setTimeout function for this, and this takes a couple arguments. The first one here is the function to call, so I'm just going to call it update comments. I haven't made that yet, but I will. The second argument here is the time is going to delay before it actually calls this function. So uh, let's call it, uh, let's say, 10 uh, seconds. So that's 10,000 milliseconds. Um, you'll want to adjust this depending on the needs of your application. The lower the number, the more responsive your app will be, but it will also put more strain on your server and more load. 
So now let's make that function called update comments, and it doesn't take any arguments. And inside of here, we want to trigger um, a JavaScript request to check for comments. But we also need to re-trigger our set timeout because I'm using set timeout here and not set interval. Set interval is another function you can call, um, which basically re-triggers this function automatically every uh, 10 seconds. But set timeout will only trigger it once. Set in interval will trigger it recurringly. Uh, the reason I prefer set timeout is because just in case our our request takes a few seconds to process, uh, we don't want to get to a situation where we're polling more frequently than our server can keep up and just in case it gets busy. We can also have more flexibility in changing this polling number depending on certain situations. Um, I just find it to be a more flexible si solution. And now for the actual updating of the comments. Uh, one solution is to have the server return the new comments in JSON format and then we just fill that into our HTML document. But the problem with that is that our JavaScript will then need to generate the HTML in the proper format. Instead, I much prefer to have the server side generate some JavaScript, which then we just execute on the client side. This gives us a lot of flexibility in updating multiple portions of the page if we need to as well. So to do that, there's an excellent function in jQuery called getScript, which you basically just pass in a URL and it will uh, execute the script which gets returned. So let's have this go to the comments controller index action and in the JavaScript format we'll request from it. Now I want to add some query conditions onto this but leave, let's leave it like this for now. Now currently our comments controller doesn't have an index action but that's easy enough to add here. And we'll need to fetch our comments here but I won't do that yet. For now let's just see if it responds to a, a nice JavaScript template here. So let's make an index uh, view here called index.js.erb for this action. And inside of here, let's just add some test JavaScript, uh, let's say comments go here, inside an alert, just to see if this gets triggered. So now when we go to our page and wait a few seconds, we should get an alert dialog. There it is, comments go here. So our JavaScript is being executed from the server. Now in order to get this working, we need to specify which comments we want returned inside of our index action. So right here when we're fetching our comments, we only want the comments inside of this given article. So we need to pass in our article ID into side of there. And we also need to pass in our um, timestamp saying we want comments after this specific time. And I'll just substitute variables which I haven't created yet, um, but we know we need to fill those two bits of information now whenever the JavaScript needs very dynamic information like this, I like to pass it from the actual HTML document and generate it from Rails. And this brings us to the show action for our article, which is where our comments are being displayed. And if you ever need to pass details from HTML to JavaScript, a good way to do that is with HTML5 data attributes. So if we want to pass in the article's ID, we could do this through data-id here in the article div and let's just set it to articles ID. That way we can fetch this in JavaScript. And the data attribute can really be anything you want. So let's say inside of our comments here, where we are looping through our comments, inside this comments div, let's add another data attribute called time, and we'll just um, include the comments created at time, uh, convert it to an integer so that it's easy to parse. And now going back to our JavaScript, we're able to set these two variables 
based on our HTML document. So our article ID, we want to set that by fetching the um, div with the ID of article and then grabbing the ID attribute. So uh, it's called data-id. And then the same goes for our after variable. We want to fetch that based on the divs with comment as our class. And uh, we want to fetch the last child of this. So that's fetching only the last comment and then fetching the data time attribute. And there we go. This way it will only fetch the comments after the last one. It's a good idea when you're doing this to also keep an eye on your development log uh, to make sure everything looks like it's working properly. As you can see here is um, our requests for our comments and it looks like our parameters are being sent properly. So now inside of our comments index action we can fetch those comments based on those parameters. So let's say comment.where um, our article ID matches one thing and our um, created at time is after something else. So we have our params article ID and our created at time, that's going to have to be generated based on time.at and then pass in our uh, after parameter converted to an integer. And there we go. So now instead of doing an alert in the response, we need to render out those comments. So with a bit of JavaScript code here, we can just say inside of our comments ID div, uh, we can append some content inside of here. Now inside of here, we want to render out our comments and currently they aren't inside of a partial. So let's move them into a partial first. So going back to our show action where we are rendering those comments, uh, let's move this out into a partial. So I'll make a new partial here instead of our comments view. Um, let's make it comment.html.erb, prefix it with an underscore so it's a partial. And going back to our show action, what we want to do is render that partial. So we can just call render article.comments and that will actually do everything we need. And that's it. So back inside of our JavaScript response here, we want to insert those comments. So we can call render comments and it will render a partial for each of those comments. However, we also need to escape this with JavaScript. So escape JavaScript, which will allow us to insert it directly into this string. And there's one more thing we need to do here and that is call raw on here so that it doesn't try to escape the HTML after it's already escaped the JavaScript. This is because Rails 3 automatically escapes HTML unless told otherwise. Now I might consider this a bug in the way escape JavaScript works. I think it should automatically have uh, non-escaping in HTML, but for now uh, you have to place raw before it so that it doesn't try to escape HTML. So now when we go to our article page, it should be pulling every 10 seconds to find the latest comments for this article. And it looks like we have a slight problem, some good news and some bad news. The good news is our comments uh, request is working properly by appending comments. Uh, the bad news is that it's, it keeps appending the last comment for some reason. And I think I know why. That's because the seconds which are passed into the index action, um, the last comment actually happens slightly after that second, milliseconds after it. So uh, we need to basically just take everything after that second that we're passing in. So here inside of our comments controller index action where we are fetching uh, the comments after that given time, basically we just need to append one to our seconds here 
so that we don't fetch everything, we don't keep fetching the last comment. So there we go, that should fix the problem of that last comment continually being appended here. Uh, now let's test the true functionality here. I have two browser windows open, so let's try adding a new comment inside of one of these here. Uh, let's say Rails 3 is awesome, because it is. Create our comment, and then we'll have to wait for our poll to redo, and there we go. There's our comment inserted dynamically uh, with the JavaScript happening in the background. Now one thing that didn't get updated was our comments number here. It still says two comments. So how would we update that? So we can update that comment count inside of our index response here when we do our JavaScript. Uh, so our comment count is inside of the articles div tag uh, underneath the h2 tag, and we can replace the text inside of here. Now you might think we could do this through some Ruby code, maybe fetch our first comment, fetch our article from that, and maybe the comment size, and then uh, insert that. However, um, doing it through this is going to end up doing a lot of database queries, which I'd like to avoid, because this uh, action will be called frequently, and we want to keep it as performance-oriented uh, as possible. So to do this through JavaScript, what you could do instead is just count the number of um, comments in the actual HTML document and just replace those here. So we could say uh, we want to fetch our comments, comment divs, and then grab the length of that, and then say comments after that. Um, now, to handle the pluralization, I won't get into that here, but uh, it'll just always say comments. And while we're at it, it'd be nice if this only gets triggered if there are comments. So let's say, um, unless comments.empty, then we'll display this. There we go. Now we can try this out. I have two browser windows open again. Let's paste a comment in here. And then it should update. There we go, four comments. And it's listed there as well. So it's properly updating the comment count as well. One more thing that I'd like to fix is inside of our application.js file, right here, this line that's setting the after variable, it's sort of depending on comments existing. But what if we have an article which doesn't have any comments yet? Well, I'd like to set some defaults here so it handles that properly. I think it might anyway, but um, I'd rather it be more explicit. So here, let's see if any comments exist. See if the length is greater than zero. If they do, then we'll just set our after to that. Otherwise, we'll set it to uh, zero. And that way, uh, if there aren't any comments, it'll just look for anything after um, zero seconds. Now there is a lot more we can do here. In a production application, I'd want to make this interval smarter so that it changes dynamically based on how much it expects there to be comments. So for example, if the last comment happened, if that after time is within the last couple hours, then keep it at 10 seconds. Otherwise, if it was if it's been days ago, then bump this way up to an interval that's not quite as um, demanding on our server if someone's viewing older articles which don't have recent comments. Also to spice up the user interface, if I had time, I'd add some highlighting to this so that it's apparent that new comments are being added. I might also just hide the comments at first and add a little link saying that new comments are added, click here to show them. And then when the user clicks the link, the comments are just made visible. So there's a couple more ideas to uh, improve the user interface. 
And that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this look at how to use polling to automatically update something on a page.